0: Hello, welcome back to the Masonic Roundtable, a weekly program where Masons from around the world get together to talk about Masonic news and opinions in a friendly and social manner. As a reminder, the thoughts and the opinions expressed here are solely the opinions of the participants and do not represent any Grand Lodge statements or positions. Make sure you keep your conversations open for the public and on the level. To interact with us, we love seeing you all live on Thursday nights. So we love seeing you on Facebook, YouTube land, and pretty much everywhere else. The chats are great, so keep the chats coming. Your chats might even show up on the show. And of course, if you'd like to listen to us later, we'd love to hear you then, see you then. No, Jason corrected me once on that, uh, on your favorite podcast app, or the replay on YouTube. So you know me, John Rewark, I'm a past master of the Patriot Lodge, number 1957, in Fairfax, Virginia. And next up, Jason Richards. Hey, Jason, how's
1: it going? Good. How are you, John? I am fantastic. Awesome. Great. Hey, my name's Jason Richards. I'm a past master, Vacation Lodge Number no. 16 in Clifton, Virginia. Member of the Colonial Lodge Number no. 1821 in Washington, D.C. Also member of Lafayette Lodge Number no. 79 in Zanesville, Ohio. Glad to be here.
0: Woo! Glad to have you. And last but not least for tonight, Joe Martinez. How's it going, Joe?
2: Hi. I didn't know we had the sixth member of the Backstreet Boys on the show. That is <laughs> hot <laughs> AF. Love sick. it. That's very definitely. tall hair, very tall there, hair. We there we go. That's,
1: awesome. That's more manageable hair. I, this I, is, I went short again as
0: well. Never so. happened. I'm going
2: to take that trip to Turkey. You know, two grand, full head of hair. <laughs> get get a when you're
1: done, I get love it. Get a, right. yeah, just get a back hair
2: transplant. Yeah, I don't have back hair, um, which is good. But for those who don't care about it's back hair. hair, Joe Martinez, I am still Worshipful Master of Manasseh Lodge, number 182. Uh, in Manassas Virginia member in a whole bunch of other places and damn glad to be here yeah. and your masonryed out this week it looks like. I am tired yeah we are <laughs> we're tired Joe yeah. is tired burnout's a real thing man you gotta you gotta be careful it is and and sometimes you can't control it
1: yeah um, I'm not expanding the compasses Joe has expanded his compasses too much this
0: too week. Much. way too far yeah. too much it's way too far he's like like 180 degrees right now yeah. <clears throat> That would hurt. You can't can't go any further without coming back around. So yeah. Let's do uh shout out to the patrons. You guys rock. So um, if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash the Masonic Roundtable and keep the show going for many years to come. Thank you. Support the show, Joe. Love you a long time.
2: And for every new Patreon that signs up, Jason Richards will send you an unreleased Backstreet Boys <laughs> video. <laughs> Direct to your email inbox.
1: You know, it kind of hurts me that you keep calling me out as a member of the Backstreet Boys. Why well, you didn't like the Backstreet Boys? I like in the high school learned most of the choreography to "Bye Bye Bye" by sync. Uh,
0: okay,
2: you're an into, I, and I didn't know that. And yeah, those are those are
0: tribal things, right? Thank that you, you for can't, bringing
2: that to my attention. Can't and clash will, those. I was cultures.
0: Adjust. Yeah. Okay. will adapt good. and
2: adjust. Okay. Right on. Good. Good.
0: All right. Thanks. Right. Good things. <laughs> awesome. Uh, tarot card of the week. Who wants to pull? I don't I have did my last setup tonight. I am definitely going to do it next week because I have a All special right. surprise. I got for next my
1: week. Uh, Kabbalistic tarot. Ready. Nice. Good choice. Good choice. Or I could. I could do the. Uh, so I do a daily tarot card pull. Um, I could grab that one too. <clears throat> we haven't seen the Kabbalistic one. Or, or haven't it in a while? So, so we saw it last time. You didn't show up. That would be why.
2: Yes, mm, indeed. Uh,
1: all right. So, this week's tarot card of the week is the Knight of Pentacles. Mm. Ooh, right there
0: on Tiferet.
1: Yeah, I love that deck. It's just pretty. <clears throat> So So we got a little actions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pentacles, you know, that is the suit of relating to wealth and material possessions. Mm -hmm. It is the earth element.
0: Knights are an action card. They're more like go-getters. They just, uh,
1: you know, productive,
0: uh, productive work, just like uh, a lot of action, maybe not a lot of um, direction, but all vector, right? So um, so when you're doing that, that's a positive That's a positive card about Going going, and go get that next thing uh, Whether it be something for your job Working extra hard I know you guys have been working
2: hard lately um, But don't be in a hurry Because remember, he's not running, he's just sitting there So yeah, right. you're moving, but there's mm-hmm. no rush You know, you could smell yeah. the flowers along the way
1: You could which the, is, It's yeah. funny because the Tarot card I pulled for me today Is the Nine of Pentacles Ooh. Ad- admiring what you've got. Admiring what I've got. That
2: I luscious hair. That luscious <laughs> hair, baby. I'd admire
0: that too, actually. Yeah. I would,
2: I'm admiring it right now. It's <laughs> so hot.
0: These are these are like masonry goals right here. It's
2: great. You know what? It's so much better than the um you know when Jason has the uh who's the bad guy in the fifth element? <laughs> Oh, oh, Zorg, right? Zorg, when he has that yeah. Zorg dude, you know, if it's like covering his, his eyebrow there. Yeah. This is that was honor.
1: that was my pandemic.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was. <laughs> when
1: I was scared awesome. to go, like, out of my house and get it cut. <laughs> nice.
2: Well, you redeemed yourself.
1: I don't, I right. don't have some, I don't have, actually, my, my wife did end up cutting my hair during the pandemic, but, like, Robert's wife does that on the regular. So. On the regular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right,
0: let's get into this week's topic because we, although we could talk about insane records and Jason's and hair. hair for yeah. quite a while, uh, this week's topic is about expanding the compasses. So tonight we're going to explore and dive into the history, symbolism, and super awesome facts about the symbol of the compasses as they apply to the Masonic fraternity. And so, uh, the first, the first thing that I want to get to right away, let's just rip that band aid off. Is is it compass? Or
2: compasses. What say you? Well, it's. I think it's jurisdictional, right? Um, it definitely is. That's the first. Yeah, that's the some, first key. Some, so, you know, you're going to get the crappy "it depends" answer. But here in Virginia, it is definitely compasses. So it's like pants. Even though you have one object, it is a pair of pants. You have a set of compasses. Correct. You There's have a set of two
1: points of the compasses. Yep. so but in compass all of our- is a little thing that you have that like points in a certain cardinal direction,
0: yep the mag- magnets and all that stuff, yes yep. exactly
2: all that voodoo yeah
0: but because they 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 push us really hard in Virginia like it's ritual schools, compasses, compasses, compasses um, but then when you start to go outside of Virginia jurisdiction, you find that many other jurisdictions just just go by the name of the compass so, mm. interesting little factoid there so um where did they come from that's the that's the real trick Mom. so so I, I know that in preparation for the show i remember finding a quote and i it's it's going to bug me because I, I still i'm still researching it because I, I know some some brother will find it on the, uh, the the stream here but we we have evidence of the square and the compasses being used together as far back as um ancient china Right, so almost uh, almost 5,000 years ago in ancient China, um, the legendary founding Han Emperor Fuxi, F-U-X-I, I'm going to totally screw that up, and his consort Nua used a square and a pair of compasses as their traditional emblems. And while this was kind of written down for a long time, there was actually um, an Excavation or some sort of like research where they actually found in 1925. They 1925.
1: 1925,
0: right? Yeah. So they, so they found a British archaeologist in the Xinjiang province in 1925, almost 200 years after the publication of Anderson's Constitutions, found uh, silk paintings with Fuxi and Nuwa facing each other. They're kind of intertwined almost like a uh, uh, Caduceus and they're in one is they're kind of looking in at each other and one is holding clearly a square and one is holding clearly a set of compasses. And so it's kind of, it's, it's amazing that, you know, this is kind of the earliest documented evidence that we have of, of them, not only as operative tools, but that, but symbolic tools, because these are, um, these,
1: these are certainly speculative, uh, right? Yeah,
0: musicals, right. Exactly, because these um, Fuxi and and Nuwa they are actually um like they're not they weren't real people they were more um legends legendary ca- kind of uh, archetypes, and so it's kind of neat to see these these almost deific beings ha- have this this speculative thing about how they're ruling over the dynasty. So it's kind of kind of cool. So um there is another quote where right that that's exactly it that's what was found.
2: Okay. Is this a picture you talk about where they look like a caduceus? That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, right on.
0: So this is what was actually um found in a in an uh, excavation in 1925. Yeah. Uh, there has been other ancient Chinese texts that refer to um ruling by the square and compass and in purely in a purely symbolic f- sense. And so um, I'm sure I'll find that as we get through this, but that's like, again, this is kind of the earliest documented symbolic use of, of the square and the compasses. Um, but then uh, obviously you fast forward uh, for many years and you find out from the Masonic fraternity, right. We actually have them as operative tools for the operative stone masons that then started getting applied with this symbolic overtone to it or undertone, however you want to, whichever, whichever side of the coin you're looking at. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think that, um, you know, we kind of, a lot of people, I- including Masons, seem to think that these symbols were just haphazardly chosen, right. But, you know, if you look at the founders of our ritual, and the, the early people who wrote these things down and, and started to put this all together, these were very carefully chosen, right, the square and the compass. Um they were chosen for a very specific reason it wasn't just hey that looks cool or we can put these on our you know on our door lintels and things like that they were very very prescribed and very chosen on purpose um going back to the uh compass versus compasses uh argument uh if you look at mackey's encyclopedia he says it's compasses so you know Mackie, you know, as, as ancient as the landmarks that he wrote. Can't argue that. Um, you know, that, you know. The ancient <laughs> but can landmarks I tell you, there Album was no
0: Mackie. masonry before Mackie's.
2: So. No, but the, the ancient landmarks. Um, but yeah, he actually, uh, there's a little blurb on it, if you'd like. I can. I Please. Can so, before,
1: so before you read that, okay. I just have to say, I was doing a brand new presentation for AW22 on Monday for their Esoteric Corner which is an awesome thing that uh, Kudos. His, uh, brothers Ron and Aaron are are pushing forward. Mm-hmm. And um, brothers Ron and Aaron gave me the best quote I've ever heard, which is Mackie is the wet blanket of Freemasonry. <laughs> so now you can read,
3: Wow, okay, I the, like
1: the wet blanket of Freemasonry. I feel like a Debbie yeah. Downer of Freemasonry,
2: like, well. Womp, womp. I did put some. I did put some snark in my comment that you know what he writes is as ancient or as, as old as time immemorial because it's not. But uh, he does say that it's compasses, not compass, and where as in, in old it, as time. Yes, I'll <laughs> sing it for you. I love that song. Disney fan. Anyway, compasses in Mackey's Encyclopedia in speculative masonry. This important implement, symbolic of that even tenor of deportment that true standard of rectitude which alone can bestow happiness here and felicity hereafter. Hence are the compasses the most prominent emblem of virtue, the true and only measure of a Mason's life and conduct. As the Bible gives us light on our duties to God and the square illustrates our duties to our neighbor and brother, so the compasses give that additional light which is to instruct us in the duty we owe to ourselves, the great imperative duty of circumscribed circumscribing our passions and keeping our desires within due bounds. Where have we heard that before? So yeah, that's Mackie, the wet blanket. I love that quote. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that. Yeah, we should do that. We should use that more often. (laughs) Put it on the bingo card. Yeah. Well it was because it was because I
1: did a presentation on sacred numerology and how it Applies to Freemasonry, and I started off with the quote from Mackey's Encyclopedia. It's basically like, "There's no numerology in Freemasonry." Wop And three, five, seven, and nine say otherwise, but okay. Yeah.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, so how are we? Uh, how are we instructed to use the uh, the compasses in? modern freemasonry right we don't need to quote ritual but you know
2: a lot of that stuff is is we just did in mac literally the last sentence it says Mm -hmm. the duty to circumscribe our passions and keep our desires within due bounds um Mm -hmm. and look who that is hey
3: hey how's it going well it could be better but uh technology is fun so glad to have have you here glad to have you here thanks fellas i'm glad to be here
1: yeah, so when you when you look at the the compasses, I I immediately go back to the circumpunct, right? The yeah, you know, John's gonna change his clothes. Hey, card, oh, great minds think alike, and then yep. there's us. Um, <laughs> so you know, when you look at the circumpunct, great symbol, you know, in in Freemasonry, especially the one where you've got the patron saints on either side and then the book of constitutions, because, you know, if that point within that circle represents God, and then you go out and bound yourself by the book of constitutions, John the Baptist and John the evangelist representing like, you know, the, you know, self introspection or circumspection and zeal, right. Right that then gives you a guidebook for how you should live your life. Because the idea being, as long as you keep yourself within the two points of those compasses, you know, between being incredibly zealous or, you know, incredibly, you know, the hermit to, to the nth degree and staying within the bounds of, you know, Masonic tenets and Masonic law then you know you're you're in a place where you you know it, it is said that you cannot you know you know cause an error
3: so the uh angel check far, yourself how far along are we into the conversation here on in terms of uh you know morality i guess
2: uh, we, we we were making fun of mackie for about 10 minutes
3: I no, I
2: like a
0: toe God. into it. He
2: missed it. I Damn. missed
1: everything. Damn. The TLR um, is wet the wet blanket of Freemasonry.
0: So we heard so <laughs> so we heard from Mackie about the compasses
3: uh, for virtue. Yeah. And then uh I want to hear your morality take, RJ. Well, I just it's 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 kind of interesting because the symbol itself has been a you know uh, we've talked about this a bazillion times, but the symbols go back farther than anything um, you know that the, the masonry has taken from it. So, I mean, there's a uh, there's a tile relief they discovered in uh, uh, in Pompeii that has the iconography of a uh, masonic lodge, mm-hmm. uh, Diogenes the Masons, dated the 79 uh, CE, and when we think about that. You have the the square and the compasses represented, along with a plum and a skull. But even the compasses there, I'm sure you guys already talked. Uh, I looked uh, through some of our notes that you guys already talked about. You know, ancient Chinese symbolry regarding these kinds of things, and w- the the whole morality aspect of it is is tied up in the virtues. Um, obviously, moralities are tied to the social construct that a person lives in, you know, for us here, the let's say the United States uh, morality is living within the, uh, the compasses of the law. And then further, right. We can refine those um, by our own personal. I think what you guys are talking about is virtues, uh, yeah. you know, living. It's almost like we go from obtuse to acute uh, in terms of, you know, we're talking about expanding the compasses, but, yeah. you know, this is the idea of of this symbol being around. Again, even ancient times in China is far into the Western world. It recovered, uh, recovered in tile reliefs, you mm-hmm. know, as early as 79 CE. Mm-hmm. And if something is around and depicted in 79 CE, it doesn't mean that, that that's like proof that, this thing is not something that was just willy nilly found. It's already been established as a symbol as what it represents. Uh, but then you got to go back to, um, what I think a lot of our Masonic famous authors say, and you guys would probably have the quote better than I, but it's something like, don't mistake the symbol for the thing it represents or the something. along sim- Yeah.
0: For the thing it symbolizes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and, and just to go down a quick rabbit hole too. Um, I like the distinction between uh, virtues and morality. That's just been something I've been been pondering for a little while about, you know, what's what really, what's the difference and virtues are the behaviors, preferably noble behaviors that you want to emulate and repeat on a consistent basis so that you attain the goal of the morality you're, you're to. So yeah, uh,
1: if, almost but, think of morality as the bounding box and the way markers or the way right. points being the virtues. Yeah.
3: And, and the virtues don't oh, okay. change depending on the society, right? Like, right. if we take the Masonic virtues, prudence, temperance, fortitude, and justice, right. those are unchanging, quote-unquote, immovable jewels almost, as we might say, whereas morality is very... Uh, well, subjective to a society level, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and so you you you're practice you're your a moral morality relativist,
1: <gasps> RJ?
3: Uh, not really. So no, somewhere in like the two hundreds. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I'm, I'm not. I don't do that. Sorry. <laughs> so,
0: so you achieve your morality via virtues. So, I think that's that's really kind of the gist of that. Good, 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 good. So um so again, we're taught to use those. Jason did a great job kind of walking through mm. that symbol of the point in the circle and how it's all set up. Um you'll see that uh, quite quite common in Freemasonry cross jurisdictionally. That is kind of something that's a uh, pretty standard. And then that's basically all all the context you get. <laughs> and so you're left on your own to really figure out how to to apply that. Um there's no second chapter. Joe Joe disagrees with that. <laughs>
2: A little, yeah, I do. Um, you know, and, and you know, we're, we're talking about the the, the virtue based meaning of the compasses, and I dig it, and it's cool. Yeah. But I mean, I've always had the sense, and, and I think our ritual shows this a little bit. For the most part, and I know I'm clanging my rings, and Jason's losing his mind deep inside. Mm. Yes, that um, you know, from the very first time I saw the square, you are chewing on man, a breath mint, like we're good with that jazzy, jazzy hair, my friend. I'm just just staring at you love it anyway so uh, the compasses I always got the sense that the compasses were that spiritual reference and, I, and our ritual does talk about that you know where the the square is the mundane the earthly um, and the compasses do point to that sense of divinity I found a picture which is my favorite interpretation of, of that um, let me show that here and it comes from great friend of the show William Blake. <laughs> um, who's, dead, who's been dead for hundreds of years, but yeah, you know, I consider him a great friend of the show. He subscribes. Um, he subscribes. You're right. um, he's a, yeah, he's a patron. You know, so this uh, this picture called "The Ancient of Days Setting a Compass Upon the World." That's my perception of the compasses. Right when we're we're dividing the spiritual and the earthly, um, and we show those distinctions so often in Freemasonry through our degrees, and we do separate that. There's a place for earthly things. And a, there's a place for spiritual things. And, and we try to join those two together, right? Bring those spiritual virtues down to earth and then share them with the world. Right. That's the goal. Um, besides having luscious, luscious hair. And, um, you know, this is just what keeps popping into my head. This picture that uh, William Blake did over and over and over again, you know, over 300 years ago.
0: And here's why that's important. <clears throat> so in Esoterica, which is a, a, a Pike work, Uh, he digs into a couple of different symbolic meanings of the compasses where he actually looks up, tears apart some French work. And he says, you know, in in the French, right. That. um, They've asked, you know, are you a free, are you a Freemason? And the response from the, uh, the brother is I have, I've passed from the square to the compasses. So it's, it's implying that you're, you're transitioning from a, one state to another. And then as you decompose it further along, uh, it's implying that uh, the square is as uh, Joe alluded to, the square is a symbol of the earth and the fixed material things. And then the compasses is a symbol of divine things, spiritual things, heavenly things, right? So the whole point of Freemasonry, we're trying to take good men and make them better. We're trying to go through a series of initiations so that uh, we are usurping our animal nature or material nature and then uh the the better part of our nature the the spiritual part the the d- divine part is going to <clears throat> overcome the material right so that's you know theoretically what's implied by the time you get to your master mason degree although i know many master masons myself included who have a long way to go <laughs> to get to that that level um so that's just that's a that's a really cool interpretation i've really dug, well, dug people on that one
3: So real quick, number one, you're William Blake, right? That's your horizon, or horizon, that's like the mythical god there. Mm -hmm. Um, But what you started to talk about, John, this uh, kind of idea of the symbol itself, uh, what is created with the compasses is the spiritual, but what it's used to represent is, uh, right, it's a circle, a point within a circle, your favorite, of which you have wonderful presentation on, Uh, but it alludes to the spiritual in that aspect of it is exactly the symbol it's used to create among, you know, others. And is also the thing that grounds the person within the spiritual by, you know, putting the point in there.
0: Well, and that brings up another good question. So I'll pause it to you guys is um, using that working tool, then it implies that there is a certain uh, angle of degree of which it's used. Right. And so how would you interpret? Again, this is, this is not ritual. This is just, you know, you you kind of your interpretation. Then how would you interpret uh, the widening or the uh, closing of the compasses? Anyone, anyone at all? No one? No one? Okay, how about Joe?
3: God, I hate you.
2: (laughs) So, yeah, this is uh, one of of the big points I was going to bring up tonight. Uh, Definitely before RJ, because he likes to bring up stuff first. (laughs) But thank God that he's on a a phone. But, uh, yeah, no, I think for me, uh, the whole point of tonight's show, expanding the compasses, I think that symbolizes our journey in Freemasonry, right? When we start to draw that. Point within a circle, it's really small, right? Because we don't know any better, right? We're being exposed to things. Things are getting shotgunned at us. Um, You know, sometimes all three degrees are being shot at you right in the face and you have no time to process any of it. Uh, Sometimes you go the traditional route where it takes a little bit longer. But again, you're just exposed to things and it's a 50 50 crapshoot, right? Either you learn the thing on your own or you have a good bunch of brothers around you that teach you how to learn about the thing. And it's it's for me that that idea of expanding the compasses, one would hope that as we grow in masonry, as we learn our own um, to get past our inner foibles and our our inner issues and our inner earthly struggles, we start to expand that circle and expand those compasses and make that circle wider. Right. Um, Always staying within those parallel lines like Jason talked about. But I think that's the goal is right to make that circle bigger and bigger and bigger.
0: Pop quiz at what angle is the traditional compasses set in the square and compass iconography we are used to
1: 30 degrees.
0: 30. 30 do I hear any other 26, 30, 26 point
3: 33,
0: 33. I thought it was 60. I thought it was a 60 degree. Might be 60 might be 60. So yeah, so I believe one interpretation, which is not, you know, backed up by Mackie. So don't take it for anything, right? Obviously, Mackie had it right. Um, That with you have the square of 90 degrees, and then you have the compasses at 60 degrees. Um, Right 60 or 90 degrees being a square right being Earth Earth shape. And then you have um, the 60 degrees, which is the top part of it. It's an um, isosceles triangle. So you have the, the 60 60 60 180 degree <clears> triangle. <throat> so so that from what that's like perfection, right? If you lock
1: off, yeah. off the zeros, it becomes six six six, it's all connected.
3: But also um, I'd have <laughs> to draw this out, but I'm I think it also is used like if you look up a quote unquote diagram of mm. new jerusalem it um no seriously it draw it, it it puts uh two triangles with uh the circle
0: no oh, two interesting. triangles interesting yeah <clears throat> all right so before i took us down that rabbit hole uh we were talking about uh, oh the kind of, kind of expanding and, and collapsing of of the, the legs of the compasses and that's an interesting take. I hadn't heard that take before, Joe, of, of kind of like you start off and, and now you're as your knowledge of masonry and, and the application thereof grows. Then you're you're kind of expanding your worldview. Still Spirograph masonry. Spy, yes.
2: Spirograph. I love those things. Think about it.
0: It's all connected. Love. Um. But and so I, I have a counter view of that because um, with the.
2: Wait, um, let me put my care face on. Go hold up. Uh,
0: wait there it is that's it go uh if if the central point is divinity right then the goal is to bring your compasses in to get closer to god instead of uh to go away from god now again that's that's the assuming the axiom that the goal is is the center right whereas your goal was was kind of growth uh outward
2: yeah well, I, I always um, yeah i'm sorry jason what i was going to say was really quick is i always when i the first image i get of the I'm sorry, surface, Jason. i'm going to probably talk anyway that's right, damn right. So um the the first thing I think you of when yet? I see the circumpunct no is myself in the sense not not divinity. So to your point, yeah, if we're looking at it properly, then then what you're saying makes sense. But yeah, like I said, and it's probably an incorrect interpretation, but I just get oh, that like sense it. that it's you're different. the one in the middle, you know. Well, I, I, I go back to the
1: EA symbol, right? Um, where you have, you know, you you have the patron saints of Freemasonry on the sides representing the extremes. And so ultimately, you can kind of transpose whatever you want, necessarily for those um, for those patron saints and those those extremes. But the idea of being God in the center, the extreme boundaries on on either side, naturally the as you deepen your relationship with the divine you get closer and closer to that point within the circle
0: yeah we don't know how big the circle starts out with with the book of constitutions and everything on top of that so yeah. that's a good that's a good point
1: that's why
2: i made it i just had a thought joe no, so Jason talks about the extremes at those points of those parallel lines, right. That are, that are completely parallel from one another, but they're around a circle. So every point is equidistant of those two extreme points, not just the far left and the far right, you know, however uh, you, you look at it. So uh, yeah, every point is those extremities or that border of m- morality. Right. But well, if you look
1: at morality, like a bounding box,
2: right. It's like, driving by Braille. So
0: as soon as you hit the, uh, the sidewalls, then, you know, you need to get back in the road. <laughs> yeah. It's like the way Joe drives.
2: Yeah. I am mean, yeah. And you're going to teach your, cho- your, your 25 children, how to drive <laughs>
0: no, <laughs> so his car you can, will
2: pay the money. Exactly.
0: Um, <laughs> I have a story about that too.
2: But look at the, uh, but look at who we have on, on those extremes, right? We've got John the Baptist and we've got John the evangelist, right? So again, those symbols of Earthliness and divinity, right? John the Divine preaches a whole particular thing. And you've got John the Baptist, which was rooted in the earth, right? He wore, you know, mule skins and he ate honey and other gross crap like crickets and stuff. Like, get the guy a sandwich, locusts. but Thank locusts, whatever. Um, yeah, two polar opposites of, of our nature, right? The, the animal and the, the spiritual.
3: Here's a question. So we say two eminent saints of masonry, patron eminent saints of masonry, the uh, two saints John. Um, but obviously, with a symbol as old as the compasses, uh, which necessarily create the, you know, the edges of the circumfunct, we could say, uh, who, who, or what symbolized the uh, the boundaries of the of what the compasses create uh, before the saints John. You know, uh, that is a fascinating question. Uh, and
0: it's one, again, with my circumpunct presentation that I found some good, interesting research on. You find the symbol of the point, uh, uh, the point in a circle bounded by two parallel lines with the Book of Constitution on top, nowhere else before Freemasonry, the advent of Freemasonry. So you see the circumpunct throughout history, I mean, way far back. Um, we're talking ancient Egypt and all that. And that just that symbol carries through all the way up until modern Freemasonry, and then the, we slap some extra decorations on on the outside of it. So what most people don't know, though,
1: is that we're talking X and Y axis. Oh, There's a Z axis there as well.
0: That's a different. That's a different show. That's a, so. That's that's uh, a <laughs> that's that's for the patrons who subscribe to the spicy content. This is. Um, <laughs> What we're talking about is a penis that the that the um, it, that it's an innovation that the, the way that yes. Freemasons see it today is that believe it or not. Yes, I'm glad you're sitting down, Joe, it is an innovation uh, to add these these bounds. So to, if we take that as true, which it is, because as I said it, then then RJ's question is, well, what bounded the circle? before uh, the saints, John and Mackey and Pike have actually written on this, where, again, if you're going to go with the axiom that this represents uh, the energy source at the middle and then the, the cosmic rays uh, go out from there. <clears throat> the extra axis is the Washington monument like this. You're not wrong. So it, if the if the energy source is in the middle and then everything kind of goes equidistant outward then then the outer bounds are like really it's it's um it's the outer bounds of the universe it's the furthest away that we get from our creator it's it's uh it's death on the outer ring and so that's also why we don't want to step outside those bounds cuz you know then you get to meet the grim reaper face to face so the goal is to to you know, use the compasses to circumscribe your desires. So you don't like, you know, go bungee jumping while you uh, go dirt bike off the grand Canyon. So,
1: or you find yourself <laughs> transmigrating to a whole new set of compasses.
0: Right now you're, you're in a different plane in, in 3d as well. Yes. yes.
1: <laughs>
0: so that, that that's kind of my, my general theory on that one is that, um, the, the the bounds are the bounds of death the bounds of st- uh being as fur- furthest away from the creator as possible which is uh pr- possibly one interpretation of hell right you're being the furthest away from your divine source
2: well i mean that's spot on i mean for those that are royal Arch Masons, you get i think personally a much better description of the symbolism of the compasses in the royal arch degree than you kind of do in the in the blue lodge degrees. And it was touching on a lot of those things that you just said, john, you know, being, you know, equally distant and equally far and, uh, you know, from the center, things like that. I mean, it's an awesome, awesome lecture that you get when you go through the Royal Arch degree. Um, but yeah, again, it expands on on the compasses in that very same manner.
0: Would you say it's expanding the compasses?
2: Faux show.
0: Yeah. So then uh, the real question becomes, how are you applying that symbolic tool of the compasses in your daily life?
1: What? What? Question oh. from out of the left field.
3: No way. So I, I'll i take a, a little crack at this and just start to mention something that I think both you and Joe were starting to touch on, which is uh, the, um, the superposition of the individual within... The, the within the compasses, so if it's uh, whether you want to look at it as a uh, well, Mark Saint Cyr has a really really interesting look at the circumpunct, um, but he's the one who got me thinking about uh, uh, three dimensional instead of a two dimensional shape. So if you look at it more as like the sphere with the individual in the center. Uh, you are, as you expand, right, the, the compasses, you're looking at uh, expanding all kinds of things about your being, being that uh, you are now more uh, knowing of the world around you, more knowing of all of the, the laws of uh, you know, the societies you live in, and then even on sort of the scientific level of the, uh, the world around you. And then even uh, if you take it into a spiritual plane, looking at uh, kind of the etheric world around you. So okay, bringing all those together and finding your place within it, uh, we are looking at almost a philosophy um, that kind of was born out of, I don't know, New Ageism and, and even in mystical Christianity, this kind of idea of the law of one. Uh, oneness you see it in uh, yoga practices when they say like when you breathe in and you breathe out you are um yeah that's right uh you're breathing in and out so this is just like you're inhaling universe you're exhaling universe it's it's all part of the enclosed system and so i think uh when i think about how i'm using the compasses really it's it's understanding my place in the universe and how best to operate within the confines of it um, in ways that i don't know reduce entropy you yeah uh you've just inspired
0: me i gotta go add some stuff about gaussian surfaces in my uh presentation so thank you rj cheers look at that so how are you applying them that's the real question. Jason, how are you applying the
1: compasses? <laughs> so for me, um, <clears throat> I liken it to the example, John, that you and I kind of referenced earlier tonight in the show. Um, the idea that um, the center point is the divine and God and emulating God. Um, you know, for, for me, you know, ascribing to, you know, mystical Christianity, you know, becoming more Christ-like. Um, I see the extremities as, you know, I, I almost see those, the, the distance being kind of my, my relationship with the divine and, you know, those those compasses to me are always expanding and or contracting. That's a good, that's a good observation. I like that. And so, you know, goal ultimately is to get them completely closed together. Um, probably not happened in this lifetime for me, but uh, you know, as I, you know, walk through my life and try to get closer and, and improve my relationship with deity, um, I see those compasses, you know, coming coming together some days, <laughs> blowing wide apart others, and it, it's just a constant balancing game to try to. It's kind of like you know the the stock market where it kind of trends upward. <laughs> so I'm yeah. Eventually, it's going to get
0: it's going to get tighter, yeah. but yeah, some good days and bad days, right? You can't win them all.
2: Mm-hmm. Unlike Joe who's just perfect all the time winner winner chicken dinner um yeah so i love the compasses and um i mean for me applying them i don't want to say rj kind of said it but i really i really loved his his metaphor my application of it kind of goes to that idea of squaring the circle right um, you know, you have a you have a compass and you try to draw a circle that's the same area of the, as the square, right? That which symbolizes doing the impossible, right? <laughs> and uh, that's very
0: alchemical of you.
2: It is, uh, but you know, again, I've just been nonstop thinking the whole time that that RJ and and Jason were talking about um, bringing it out to three dimensions, and I think it's it's really appropriate to use that as an application for our worldview. And I think it kind of jives with the way that human history has gone and how we've understood things where, you know, a thousand years ago, common consensus was we were the center of everything, right? So we didn't need to look for anything else because we were the center of it all. We were the Mac daddy, we were it. And the more we learn, the more we see that we're not the center of anything, right? We're not the center of our solar system. We're not the center of our galaxy. Our galaxy is in a schmutz of galaxies in this big cluster of galaxies. And we're in a, in a, you know, a universe where we can only see certain parts of it. Right. So, Uh but I think that speaks more to our, our uniqueness more than anything else. So instead of, you know, being, you know, a, you know the 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 Carl Sagan quote. You know, a tiny blue dot. Um, I like it to a point, right? Um, huh, you know, get it? After, ah, no pun intended. You <laughs> know, I, it, it works Dad jokes. Me. It was good. You know, it works for me uh, up to a certain extent because you know when Sagan said it, he was talking about the what's uh, a nice way to say it the the meaninglessness of things, you know, and and. Um, But I look at it as, you know, there's only one RJ on that tiny blue dot and there never will be another RJ before or after. Um, So, you know, just that uniqueness and that sense of importance that comes from that. I think that the compass has helped me to expand my worldview Mm -hmm. and make me open to understanding those things. Yeah.
0: So I, have a, I have a hot take on this. It's kind of interesting when I was a, a young Mason, like all oh, just diving into the symbology and everything. And I thought, okay, how about this? What if there were a Masonic diet, right? Not, not just green beans. There's more than green beans, Joe. <laughs> Slow your roll. Slow your Overcooked roll. Overcooked chicken. <laughs> this, yes. Boiled chicken. Boiled hot dog water. Right. But uh, specifically, you know, what are we taught to do? We're taught to like uh keep our passions within due bounds and we're like wait a minute so can if we just like had like um a centerpiece with the compasses on there to kind of visually remind you hey uh you don't need seconds john like put down put down the fork it's you keep those keep those passions within due bounds because you know it's it's dangerous i'm sorry
3: john that is the junior warden's job
0: (laughs) sorry yes that's someone else's duty i don't like Uh, this epic but uh and then, hey, you know, there's a lot to be explored about like corn, wine, and oil, uh, pomegranates. Like these are all like yummy foods that that could be part of one healthy Masonic diet. But anyway, it's that's that's one that's one interesting way to apply the the concept of the compasses to to keep those passions within due balance, those uh, ap- appetites, uh, those animal appetites, uh, literally in between do, uh, your due balance. But but otherwise, it, you know, symbolically. I, I I use the the compasses quite a bit from from a spiritual sense too, just like Jason said, I, I if it is a spiritual symbol, then the goal is like right, attainment. The goal is at one minute, uh, with, with the deity. And so I try to think about, you know, how, how am I rising above the, the material part of me? And, 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 you know, I'm not good at it. Like we're, we're all horrible at it. And some days are better than others, just like Jason said. Um, but that's the goal, right? That's why we're here. We're trying to take good men and make them better. And we're going to apply all the, the, the things that we've learned along the way, the, the morality that we learn in, in our religion, in, in our schools, in our, our churches. And then even in, in things like Freemasonry that help us give us tips and tricks to kind of be better and, and be less of a jerk along the way. Um, so that's, that's kind of how I I, I I apply it in my daily life.
1: And we love you for it. One
3: day, one day I'll get it right. But, eh. Nah, even if you don't, there is no getting it right. Everything you do is right. Yeah, do or do not. There is no try.
1: Do what thou wilt.
3: <laughs> no, I mean, kind of. Yeah. No. legitimately there's there shouldn't be a distinction right like you're living a virtuous life it is the good life
0: oh sure and you robert
3: did you did you lose your set of compasses or i i said it man i was uh i just try to yep. like expand my my knowledge of the world around me right and and not Add to the, the chaos around, right? Just try to mm-hmm. slow things down, even the pressures out and uh, work for everybody.
0: Awesome, okay. So uh, final question for tonight is, how do you feel that the, um, how important do you feel that the compasses are as a Masonic symbol? Um, is, it, you know, is it something that is mutable or immutable? uh, going forward with our fraternity. And we'll start with, you know, let's say I want Robert to go before Joe. So, um, no, actually (laughs) I'll, I'll be nice and I'll let Joe go first tonight.
2: Wow. I know. Wowzers. Yeah. Um, what was the question again? I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Calm yourself. Uh, how mutable or
0: immutable are the compasses as a symbol in Freemasonry, uh, going forward? Is it something that is, is critical or not for our progression as a moral science?
2: Nope. For me, they're a hundred percent immutable. Um, they are as constant as the Northern star and, uh, absolutely have to have them, uh, because they cover the whole important half of, of our ritual and of the lessons that we teach, right. And the transition from the mundane to the divine. Um, and they, they set the guardrails. So they're absolutely essential to our understanding of ritual of the meaning behind the ritual, the symbolism inherent to it. And yeah, got to have it. Otherwise we can't have the cool hats and you know, the fancy will, rings and you would have to buy a new hat. <sighs> but I need a hat cause I don't have luscious hair like Jason. So yeah, that's me. Boom. Thank you, Joe. Thank All you.
0: Right. Robert Johnson. How are, how are you?
3: Well I think that as a progressive moral science
0: I threw that in for you
3: I think uh, I think that the compasses can be uh, mutable in a sense that they are modified at times. Um, however, I agree with Joe in the way that he was describing them as a, what we would call an immovable jewel, uh, in that they must always be a part of the craft, uh, in the sense that it is a wonderful working tool that reminds us, uh, of all the things that we talked about this evening and more. Um, but yeah, it's uh I, I agree with Joe. I'm gonna say that. I wow I should have went wow. first, I should have went gonna, first, and Joe followed what uh, RJ said. Gonna,
0: so I was just with Joe. What Joe said. I like it. Joe's very happy. Star Trek. <laughs> all right, uh Jason, what say you?
1: Uh the compass is are one of the great lights that comprise the three great lights in masonry. I think that more or less speaks for itself on their importance. Yes, they're immovable. Um, They are, you know, along with the volume of sacred law, you know, And the square, like, they're in the top three most important symbols in the entire organization.
0: In the top three. I like it. Good stuff. Wow. 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 (laughs) And let's see. uh, To bring it home. Yeah, I mean, if we went forward in anything else, our fraternity is identified as the iconography of the square encompasses, right? So to, to take those out. Uh, we'd just be wearing squares with G sitting on top of them and no one would know what that is. And so, yeah, the, the, the the compass is a critical part uh, going, going forward. It does serve a symbolic purpose just as RJ was alluding to earlier, right? You want to also just not obsess over the physical object. You just remember that uh, you don't want to confuse the symbol for the thing it symbolizes. And as long as we keep that in mind, as we go forward uh, to remain steadfast and true on what that that symbol uh is has its described in a ritual and how we internalize it i think that's the ultimate goal of of freemasonry so yes let's keep that around for many many years to come uh you guys are awesome i want to thank all of you all for watching and we'll see you next week keep searching for more light have a good night
3: Wow.